Open your Bibles, please, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And let us commence our delight and love of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Nothing else matters. And as we learned last Lord's Day from Matthew 13, all else should be sold and gotten rid of. Lest it be a distraction, we should be willing to give up everything and all things and anything for the sake of the Lord and His glorious gospel of the New Testament. In Hebrews chapter 12, I would like to take the last warning in the book of Hebrews for you since I used the first warning last Sunday. Last Sunday from Hebrews 2, 1 through 4, I focused us on the words, how shall we escape if we neglect? How shall we escape if we neglect the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is there called so great salvation, which at the first was spoken by the Lord? When God sends his son from heaven to preach a divine message to us called the New Testament gospel, How will we escape if we neglect it? And the comparison there was that every offense under the Old Testament received a just recompense of reward. If you disobeyed Moses, you were just killed. Simple. Very easy. If you picked up sticks on the Sabbath day in Numbers 15 and you weren't supposed to, they just stoned you to death. And the New Testament says, if that was true of the old, how much more should it be true of the new because that was just Moses on earth with a law given by angels, and this is the Son of God with a message from Almighty God Himself. And here it is again in Hebrews 12. Verse 25, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. God is going to speak to us today about His Son. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, that's God and Moses at Mount Sinai, Much more, look at those words, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. And that's God through his son, Jesus Christ. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. They didn't escape under the Old Testament. Much more shall not we escape. It tells us in verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth. God's voice giving the law of Moses to Moses to give to his children of Israel, shook the earth. Moses was terrified. It tells us that up in verse 21. Moses was terrified himself. I exceedingly fear and quake. That shaking was the Old Testament shaking at Mount Sinai. This shaking that is now happening is the shaking away of the Old Testament to leave us the New Testament. So it says in verse 26, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. When God gave that whole religion to the Jews in 1500 B.C. at Mount Sinai, the earth shook around Mount Sinai. But God has given us the New Testament, and the heavens and the earth have been shaken because God has instituted a new form of religion that makes that Old Testament antiquated, beggarly, weak, carnal, and to be discarded. So that's why we're not old. We don't offer lambs today. We don't have an altar like the Jews had. All of you are priests. There's not some class of priests. And so it's a very different form of religion and worship of God. And so it calls it a shaking in verse 26, which is taken from the book of Haggai. 
which is then quoted in verse 27. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. In Haggai, it says there's one more shaking religiously in the world. And that was written in the Old Testament, and it described Jesus Christ's first coming with John the Baptist and the apostles, for they established a new reformed way of worship called the New Testament. And if the Old Testament shook the earth at Mount Sinai and every disobedience was punished, how much more will we be punished if we don't love this New Testament that is so superior to that old and this New Testament lasts forever? It remains. It doesn't change. So it can be said in verse 28, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, because we have the final form of worship from the New Testament. And so it says, Let us know that we have a kingdom that will never be changed, and let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So let us take God's grace today, and choose to reverence Him, and with fear of His judgment, if we disobey, let us rejoice, knowing that He will bless us if we obey. And let's embrace His gospel today. For our God is a consuming fire, is the last verse of the chapter. And that fire burned up disobedient Jews under the Old Testament, and it burned up the city of Jerusalem in 70 A.D., because they did not regard the new message of John the Baptist, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the apostles. And we will see that today. Let me share it with you this way, if you didn't get that. In verses 22 through 24, we have the invitation of the gospel. Here's what it sounds like. This is what the gospel of Jesus Christ tells us about and brings us into connection with. Ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, God the judge of all, the spirits of just men made perfect, Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. How's that for a sentence? And that sentence is the offer of the gospel. And if you neglect that sentence which is the kingdom of heaven of Matthew 22, the kingdom of heaven of Matthew 13. If you want to turn your nose up at that, you deserve verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Because the blessed God has shaken the heavens and shaken the earth and changed the form of worship to be those three verses that we get to partake of. You know, we look around and we see, oh, we've only got 125 souls of our church here today because of fire code restrictions. We've only got 125, but we are part of a mega church. The mega church is listed right here called the General Assembly, which is above, and all the spirits of just men made perfect. Abraham and David and Solomon and Enoch are all worshiping with us in heaven above, and they're all centering their worship on the man, the son of David, Jesus Christ our Lord. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. It doesn't matter what you think about me. I don't care what you think about me. What matters is, 
I am speaking on the behalf of God. I am not God, and I am no closer to God necessarily than you are. I am speaking on behalf of God from His Word, and His Word says these things to all of us. And so He is addressing all of us. I am the ambassador of the King of Kings, and I'm warning you that what He did in the Old Testament was severe, but what He did in the New Testament is more severe. The Corinthians played with the Lord's Supper. Many of them were in the church cemetery immediately. Ananias and Sapphira played with giving with Peter. They were buried that day, carried out by young men and dropped in the church cemetery. The city of Jerusalem was destroyed and burned up with fire in the greatest tribulation the world has ever seen. Hiroshima and Nagasaki of Japan were nothing in comparison to Jerusalem. Absolutely nothing. A, a church picnic in comparison to what happened to Jerusalem for rejecting Jesus and crucifying him on the cross. Right. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Right. There's two reasons why we shouldn't refuse him. Number one, because I started at verse 25 and went through 29, is fear. Because he's a consuming fire. But then I just told you, look what he's offering in verses 22 through 24. How can we turn away from 22 through 24? The best things in your life don't even come close to 22 through 24. Right. So, we have good reasons and we have fearful reasons to want to hear every word of Matthew 22 today. This is the Bible. This is what ought to be preached everywhere. This is what is not preached very often, but it's the Bible. And so, with fear and reverence, I want to worship Him today. With fear and reverence, we met in the back room for the men to pray for 10 minutes. For fear and reverence, we sat here quietly instead of running around and talking about some sporting event that we might have watched yesterday. We're trying to worship God according to this passage. It's why we do what we do, because we're New Testament Bible Christians and it tells us to do what we do. It is my pleasure and privilege to be your pastor today and to share Matthew 22 with you. The Father loveth the Son. I love the Son. I want to honor the Son today. And by honoring the Son today, I want to honor the Father. I want you to love the Son with me today. And I want you to honor the Son as we prayed in the back room this morning. And by doing that, we honor the Father. The Father loves His Son. Look what he did to Jerusalem for crucifying his son. Right. If we love and honor the son today, then when we close our prayers with those special words, in Jesus' name, amen, he will hear us. Right. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we thank thee for the gift of thy grace in the person of of the Lord Jesus Christ, thy only begotten and well-beloved Son. Amen. We thank thee for the gift of thy grace in giving us a written record of what he did and what he said. We thank thee for the gift of thy grace in giving us hearing ears, seeing eyes, and understanding hearts to comprehend and to love that written record of thy glorious, living, reigning, and returning Son. 
forgive us when we have ever refused him that spoke to us. Forgive us when we have neglected so great salvation. Forgive us if we have ever let it slip. Oh Lord, have mercy upon us. We pray that today, by the power of Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you will use your word with each of us, that you will let this pulpit proclaim your truth, and that every person will listen attentively to what is spoken from your word. Oh Lord, open it to us and show us your Son more clearly. What we ask for ourselves here, we ask for all those churches around the world that in sincerity and in truth will preach your word as well today. Bless those men and bless their hearers and further your kingdom in this world. We thank thee for this gospel and we pray that this good news will go forth in boldness and in plainness that those men might make known the mysteries of our faith that are not mysteries to us because of your gift of regeneration and the presence of the Holy Spirit and the scriptures, but a mystery to the world. Let us be your secret society of true Bible New Testament Christians. Feed us and teach us this day about your Son. And we commit, we commit with everything we can muster in our spirits that we will follow the words of that Son and we will obey Him and honor Him and look for His returning and love His coming that we may admire Him when He appears. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for America. We pray that You'll preserve it and now be with our assembly in every way that we need, which is every way. And help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us sing His praise and show our love of His Son and of the Father.